All right, folks, we are here with a special bonus edition of the Just End the Suffering podcast. We will get into some breaking news right after this. First plate appearance since July the 26th. Two out and two on. Dom cracks one deep right center. Back toward the wall. It's out of here. <laughs> the never say die Mets finish the season on an incredible note. All right, we heard this call earlier this week. That was uh, SNY's Gary Cohen calling the last play of the Mets season, the Don Smith walk-off homer. Joining me today is Martino Puccio because we have some breaking news. Yeah. Yeah, Mickey Calloway is finally fired from the New York Mets. He just met with Brody Van Wagenen. Um, it's pretty much all over social media. Reporter, national reporters have it at this point. Um, look, I think it was time to go. He wasn't Brody's guy. This was a hire from Sandy Alderson at the time. I know it was two years. They improved from the year before. But, look, if you followed them, it's any, relatively closely, right? If you watched any amount of their games, you just tuned into press conferences. Heck, if you didn't even watch the press conferences and just read some of the tweets or watched some of the clips from SNY, and, I mean, look, I think he should probably just stick to being a pitching coach at this point until he gains a little bit more experience. Um, but overall, I think it was kind of a letdown. Um, but yeah, yeah, it just didn't work out. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy because literally this morning we heard reports that he was going in to meet with Brody Van Wagenen, and about an hour later, he's gone, and we have a statement from the Mets. I find it on Twitter here because I, I have to find where this is because it's when literally everything is happening right now. It's literally insane. Well, yeah. Well, they're saying Mike Puma was just saying that Brody and Jeff Wilpon are going to be speaking to the media in about 40 minutes on a conference call about the firing. So I'm, I'm sure we'll get more of that over there. But I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's really what needed to happen. Right. I mean, like it, I mean, there's, there was no other option here. I was a little worried it was going to get dragged out because some sources, or some reporters were saying it was going to be a decision on Tuesday or Wednesday. And we're already here on Thursday. So I was like, oh, my God, guys, please don't prolong this. Um, so, I mean, uh, thank God that didn't happen at this rate. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's literally insane because, like, we basically got the generic statement from Brody. This is what he said, according to one source. It says here, we want to thank Mickey for his consistent work ethic and dedication over the last two seasons. I'm certain these characteristics will serve him well as next opportunity. A decision like this is never easy, however, we believe is in the best interest of the franchise at this time. That was a press release from Brody Van Wagen, and we will get hear more from him and Jeff Wilpon in just a bit. But I think it was just overdue because, I mean, yes, they finished well with him. Yes, they played well down the stretch. But, I mean, like, there were just too many mistakes, I think, to bring him back for another go-around. Yeah, I, I know people want to play in the bullpen, and that was absolutely the number one issue. I'm making that absolutely clear to anyone who wants to – combat me or combat any of us and and you i and will have talked about this at length throughout the whole year every single time there was a a press conference comment of just incompetence whether it was like batting robinson cano in the middle of the order giving an inexplicable day off to a guy like ahmed rosario or pete alonzo in the the middle of a hot stretch not taking out pitchers at the right time putting in edwin diaz in in situations in which you knew he just wasn't going to succeed and that, at the very least, you would expect Mickey Callaway to understand that with a pitching background, right? And he couldn't even do that. And that, and that's the thing that ultimately cost him his job. Yeah, I mean, the team improved from the year before, but 
they got substantially better. It's not that hard to just plug in, like, you know, your young shortstop, your young first baseman. Um, I mean, some of these decisions weren't difficult. And, and again, uh, not playing like J.D. Davis all the time, too. You know, I mean, putting Todd Frazier in the lineup, there was just a multitude of things going down a long list of stuff that Mickey did wrong. So I, I think it made a lot of sense. I think it did make a lot of sense because, I mean, let's not get this wrong. I mean, he did become one of the rare Met managers to leave with a winning record. That's not something to be understated with this franchise. A lot of them have lose a lot with this team. But I just think the multiple mistakes, the fact that, like, the same problems happened again and again. I mean, the fact that back-to-back years you had that whole month of June where the team just went in the tank, that's a big problem. I mean, if they played average baseball in June, they'd be in the playoffs right now. They'd be going probably – they might be beaten watching that game. They might be out, hang out to L.A. right now. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, and I understand when people say that players play hard for the managers. But wouldn't you want that at least for the bare minimum? Like, every single club should want their players playing hard for their manager. Like, that's at least one of the, like, requirements that doesn't take any skill, right? It's just effort. It's just showing up. I don't, I like, I, I get that, like, some because cl- some clubs don't do that. You could see stuff happening with the Orioles, right, where it just looks like they're basically just dying on, to- up to- on top of the point that they're awful. But, I mean, at the very least, they should be trying, but it, it comes down to, like, the side stuff. And, and you know, it just it, it just didn't work out, and there were so many things all the time. Even on the last day of the weekend, right? ultimately, it, it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. I'm looking at an article right now from Mike Puma of the New York Post that just came out about the Callaway firing, and there were some quotes in here from the anonymous players. And according, this is from Puma. One Mets pitcher indicated Callaway was generally liked, but to express disappointment, the manager was a bigger presence. He often isolated himself in the manager's office and delegated responsibilities to his coaches. And a second player said there was a widespread belief in the clubhouse that he was a prop of the front office. Hired by remember, he was hired by Sandy and wielded little authority. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense in terms of like what we've been gathering to believe in terms of why it seemed like he had such little power because the players in the room didn't believe he had the power to do what he wanted. And that, that kind of went back to Terry Collins' days too. And it, and it is true. I mean, we, we heard rumblings that Sandy was Sandy or even the Wilpons were sending out their set lineups that they wanted. They wanted certain guys batting here and there because, as you know with the Mets and as multiple fans would know, it's mostly about the money, right? has nothing to do with, you know, for example, Robinson Cano performance. They think that Robinson Cano has to be in the heart of the lineup because you're paying him $24 million a year, or, well, he's getting paid technically $24 million a year, and they gave up top prospects for him. So when you absolutely have to play, it doesn't matter if he's hitting 180 or 220. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? You just hope that whoever they bring in, they let them do their job because I think that's what's most important at this rate. Yeah, that's the next question is, like, what direction they go to to replace Cali because, obviously, this is a franchise that historically has not paid their managers very well, and a lot of the big names on the market are going to command a decent amount of money. But the buzz we're hearing is that Brody wants a big guy, and the biggest guy on the board is Girardi, who I think Bob Nightingale's on Twitter right now saying that he's the top of the Met list. So if they hire him, that would be a home run. I, I think there's two clear home runs, in my opinion. Um, I know, I'm not going to list Madden as an option because it, all reports are saying he wants to go to Southern California, and it just looks like it's a match made in heaven with the Angels, right? You know, try and get the best out of that team and hopefully get Trout in the playoffs. Um, look, Girardi, I thought, honestly, he was going to take the Chicago Cubs job, but now it kind of looks like they're going in a different direction. So, yeah, 
Girardi's an absolute home run. You and I have talked about this. I've been on this wagon for months and months and months. Girardi is the picture-perfect guy, in my opinion, especially if the Mets are looking for a veteran guy, right? I know there's rumblings already today about Beltron um, as one of the guys, maybe someone from the Houston Astros, young, successful organization. Um, but, yeah, I think Girardi's just a home run here. He understands what it takes to deal with a young clubhouse. He took the Yankees just one game away from the World Series against a really great Astros team that won the whole thing. Um, he understands the pressure of New York. Um, yeah, I understand there's a price to it, but I, I don't know. I, I think I think Brody has done a decent job of getting the Wilpons to pay up a little bit because they did spend more and, and make a little bit more of a splash, even though they weren't the greatest of moves, but they seemed more willing. Um, the only thing is yeah, just how far they're willing to go for a manager. Because you're right, they historically they don't they don't want a pony up to pay for a guy like that, right? No, they usually don't. Usually, I mean, Mickey was making under a million dollars. I think the last guy they said that made decent money was Willie Randolph back in like oh five, like oh five, oh six, oh seven before he got fired. But I well, think, yeah, that was those were their heavy spending years too. Yeah. It, it kind of seemed like after two thousand eight, you know, when the spending stopped, that's you know been the trend. Yeah, it's like really post Madoffs when they start getting really, really cheap with the managers again. So, but we'll go. But we'll look at it this way. I mean, Brody clearly has an influence here with this situation because I mean. I feel like the reports were out there that the ownership liked Callaway, but Mickey clearly like got his way on this. I mean, Brody got his way on this one. So you feel like if he wants a big-name guy, and he can, I think he'll be able to get them to pony up enough to get a Girardi type in here. Or even if they don't get him, I think Buck Showalter would be fantastic in this town because he's done it with the Yankees. He's done well with these young teams that need a veteran leader. I feel like that would be a big boost. Everywhere he's gone, they turned into a winner. And it doesn't matter the franchise, right? I mean, he was just there before they turned into the greatest dynasty of our lives, right? That we've seen in this. Yeah, if the strike we've didn't happen, he, if the strike didn't happen, probably oh. win the World Series in 94. It, they had a great shot. It could have been them against the Expos. You never actually know, right? I yep. mean, it, it definitely would have been interesting. But again, like the Texas Rangers, they turn into winners. Um, I know they ended up getting to the World Series with Ron Washington and all that, but he was, you know, the foundation of that. The Orioles, one of the more incompetent franchises in recent years, he's the only one that's really been guiding them to the playoffs and stuff like that. I think he's fantastic with player development, and, and it's really a good fit. You just only wonder, does he have the energy at this stage in his life and career? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, does he have enough in the tank to really day in, day out with the pressure of a New York club like this um, to really get them over the hump. Because you and I both know this, and most Mets fans would know, if they just shore up that bullpen a little bit, figure out a couple other like issues at the back end of the rotation, this team has as good of a chance against anybody come October if they, if they get it. You know, if they, get, if they win that wild card game, they'll take their chances against anyone. And, and I think most Mets fans would agree with that. Yeah, 100%, because this is also a job where I feel like I don't like the idea of going to a first-time manager in New York City because it's really, really hard to win in this market. And I like somebody who has experience in this market and knows what it's like to deal with it, which is why Girardi and Buck are at the top of my list. They had guys like Dusty or like Matheny or managers with experience. But like, I think with them, if they're not going to spend a ton of money, which it sounds like they're not going to again in free agency, I think getting a manager who can get the most out of your current roster is important because you can take a guy – Let's say Girardi makes five better decisions than making Cowboys to five more wins. You all of a sudden you're in the wild card mm-hmm. game instead of sitting home in October playing golf times. 
Yeah, and 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 you got uh, healthy Dominic Jacobs to ground against injured right? If they over, depending on who they overtake, so you like your chances there. The, the only thing is, I understand where you're coming from with the rookie manager, but we saw Alex Cora going to his top market um, and winning his rookie season. You know, they had a hundred and eight wins. He guided that team, did a fantastic job, right? I mean, he was clearly one of the best and most impressive managers. I, I, what do you think about Beltran or the fact that he could be a good manager? Because I think he's definitely got a shot at it. Yeah, the thing with Beltran to me that I don't think is going to happen just because, like, he left his team on such bad terms. I mean, we saw when he retired, it took them like a full day to acknowledge his retirement, his role with the franchise. So I feel like there's still a little bit of bad blood there. I feel like he's going to have options. I feel like, don't think he would say, you know what, like the Mets are going to be my number one managerial job, even though they had the talent there that he could win right away. Yeah, I mean, look, I, it's a really tough situation for him because you say that the club starts off struggling, right? The pressure's on Beltron already because there's a lot of idiotic fans out there that don't let him for. But the Mets wouldn't even have been in position to go to the World Series if he wasn't there on the first place. You know, it's just it's just like that kind of Neanderthal thinking that a lot of Mets fans have. Um, and look, and, and and truthfully, I don't think I'm not sure the Wilpons would go for it. I unless Brody really wants them, and they're going to have to be able to like bridge this gap um, between them and, and get over whatever's in the past. Because the Wilpons traditionally don't have a great relationship with their former players, right? I mean, we saw what happened with uh, Ed Cranepool, um, that whole issue that took years to just get resolved, the Beltron issue. I mean, even what Pedro Martinez released in his book, too, about the Wilpons forcing him to pitch when he was injured. Um, I mean, look, it, there is a lot of question marks with that, so I, I really don't see that happening as cool as it might have uh, been in theory. Yeah, and also, I mean, speaking to the fact that the ownership is weighing out decisions, also in the Puma article, I didn't get to it before, apparently the Edwin Diaz innings limit restriction back in April was a Jeff Wilpon creation that was not from the front office. That was literally from Jeff. So that's another thing that you have to contend with is managers. Like, how much do you want Jeff getting involved in your decision-making process? Well, I mean, that's something you have to make clear at the start, right? It's either, hey, listen, you're going to allow me to do my job, otherwise I'm not coming here. And I think that's where some, some guys have to make a stand. And, and that's sometimes what happens, I guess, because Mickey came a, a little bit across as a yes man, right? He was doing whatever someone told him to do. If Sandy wanted a certain lineup out last year, whenever he was around, he would have that. Or whatever guy was forced on his coaching staff, he had to accept it. Um, I'm not even sure he wanted to get rid of Dave Island because I know he had a close relationship with Dave Island. Um, so that definitely looked like it came from above again as well. Um, so, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult, but I'll say this. If a manager like Gerard, or I think a manager like Girardi isn't going to take any nonsense from Jeff Wilpon. I think he would lay it out there unless he so desperately wants this job that he'll do whatever anyone says. I think that's the interesting thing to take note here of. If they get an experienced guy like that, they've been around the block before. They know what it takes to produce a winner. So I don't think they're going to want to listen to a guy like Jeff Wilpon, who, quite frankly, he doesn't really understand what it takes to win or put out a winning product on a field consistently. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing with them is, like, 
it's not like a job like the Tiger job or the Royal job where like you have nothing there. You're gonna be rebuilding for five years. Like you with the right moves could win right now with this franchise. That should make it more attractive to your guys like your Girardis and your Bucks and that group because they know, can see, oh, I can come in here, I can do some things differently, and I can take this group to the division title. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the very core of that lineup, it's very solid, especially when you consider Jeff McNeil's first full year, Pete Alonso's first full year. I mean, there's still more room for growth, right? Uh, you could potentially flip a Dom Smith for, some, uh, for, for another bullpen piece, or you keep Dom Smith, and that's a really nice lefty bat off the bench. Uh, hopefully Jed Lowry's healthy, you know? Like, if Robbie can produce like he was producing before he tore his hamstring and even a little bit after the injury, um, like that, there's something there to work with. And there were some solid pieces in the bullpen, right? It, it wasn't like, I mean, every, it was, it was awful. Don't get me wrong, but you could, you could work off of Wilson. Can any Diaz really get that much worse? <laughs> I, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> you never know what the Mets, but how much worse can he actually get from that? Is familiar completely done. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that have to weigh heavily on Brody this off season because it, because as of right now, all the rumblings we're seeing, it's it's Wheeler's gone. They're rolling with Noah, Stroman, DeGrom, Matt, and whoever the fifth guy is going to be. So, I mean, look, it's it's really just bullpen and manager for me if, I, if, if I'm a Mets fan. You know, well, I am a Mets fan, but so for me, all I really care about is showing up that bullpen and, uh, you know, getting a real competent manager that can help you win now. Yeah, so let's wrap it up here. Let's make a call here. Who do you think the new manager will be? When, Because I'm sure it's going to take a couple of weeks for them to sort this out So if it's not Girardi. So who do you think they're going with? I don't know. It's it's like bizarre. You, you would think traditionally the Mets are not going to pay a manager, but yet they keep on being linked to all these guys that are going to have to get paid a decent price, right? So... I think I'm going to stick with Girardi because he's been my guy. He's the guy who I really want. I think absolutely 100%, bar none, he would be, he would succeed here. But, again, I wouldn't be upset if they chose, uh, you know, a candidate that was worthy and qualified. It doesn't matter to me if he's a first-year manager or an experienced one. As long as it's the who they see as the best candidate and if I, like, you know, if it makes sense, you know. Um, so I'm going to go with Girardi, though. Yeah, I feel like there's too much smoke around the Girardi thing to indicate that it's going to be anybody but him because, I mean, I feel like whenever he's done the games for the Mets on Fox, I feel like he's campaigning like how much he loves that team and that job. Also, also the Will Pond factor of taking a Yankees guy and trying to stick it to the Yankees because that's what they like to do. It's not saying I enjoy that as a Mets fan. You could see that because you knew the rumors when they got Stan. <laughs> Fred Wilpon threw a fit, and it, and it was pretty funny to read because – like, we all know why he has no reason to get upset about that. But I could see him wanting to take a guy who, you know, I think you're on to something here with that. I, you know. Also, Girardi might want to stick it to the Yankees and say, you know, you shouldn't have gotten rid of me. I'm going to take the Mets to a World Series over here. Uh, that, you, that would be one of the more crazy storylines in New York baseball history. And there's a lot of them. That would be up there for sure if the Yankees somehow don't, win the World Series in the next couple of years and Girardi goes across town and takes a little brother to a World Series. I mean, that would be some story, but yeah. Yeah, I just think... There are stars learning. Yeah, I think that... I think my gut says it's going to be Girardi just because, again, like, Brody loves him. The the ownership... And if they're not going to spend money, they want to do something to appease the fans, and the fans all want Girardi. So, like, if he doesn't bomb his interview, I feel like he's got the job. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I the, the Wilpons would do that. I think if Brody kind of knows how to push their buttons the right way, I think you can convince the Wilpons to do something. You know, just I they they seem like they would they would do that to stick it to the Yankees. I mean, it's it's always just this inferiority complex that the Mets organization really gives off. Because you also see it on the Twitter accounts, too. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if they're just playing to have fun with them, you know. But, but like, you know, when, when you see them be like New York, AL, New York, NL, like Mets, you know what I mean? Like when the score is like that, like they'll do like little subtle digs at them um, and, you know, just like making fun of them when they're missing playoffs and stuff like that. And, you know, there's this like made up and imaginative, you know, rivalry between the fan bases when we all know it's, it's really not it's just a new york thing that people like to make for storylines but i do believe the will think it is a, a rivalry uh themselves all right there you have it and just again the emergency podcast here because of this breaking news Mickey Callaway out as Mets manager at Martino. Thanks for hopping on like really quickly to do this emergency podcast. So before I let you go, do you want everybody to know how to find on social media? Yeah, they could just follow me at the usual spot at Martino Puccio on Twitter. You could probably see it, uh, see me getting into it with a lot of uh, Mets fans who thought Mickey was competent and good enough for the job. So enjoy that if you have some time. Huh. Thanks so much. All right, that's all I do for this emergency podcast with Martino. I will have more on this situation next week on the regular episodes it develops. Until then, have a better week than Mickey Calloway is.